Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, this is Stu Hodum with Believe in the Media Guide on the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? 2021 was a big year for ESPN. SportsCenter anchors Kelsey Riggs and Ryan Smith will highlight 12 months of rights deals, including three of the big four U.S. sports. It sets the stage for the network's hopes of an NBA extension. The current deal runs through the 2024-2025 season. Welcome back to SportsCenter as we turn our attention to the work that our friends and colleagues over at ESPN PR have been doing. It's a group that is the center of all things ESPN. Truly a must-follow on Twitter and Instagram, at ESPN PR. That's where all the curated, gargantuan, precedent-setting, industry-impacting announcements were made and shared. It was basically one blockbuster after another. So many, in fact, that we wanted to shower some extra attention on the biggies. Indeed, we are proud to present the top 10 ESPN PR announcements of 2021. So, Kelsey, let's start it off with number 10. At number 10 is the January conclusion of the college football season like no other. Perhaps the only thing more impressive than Alabama going 13-0 was the way ESPN delivered all the games to fans in the midst of a raging pandemic. And ESPN PR was there to document those Herculean efforts. At number 9, Ryan, in this chronological top 10, the March announcement that ESPN had reached a historic 10-year deal with the NFL beginning in 2023. That includes being added to the Super Bowl rotation and, as announced separately, a Monday night wildcard playoff game, as well as numerous exciting content opportunities. So checking in at number eight, also revealed in March, is the NHL's return to ESPN with an innovative seven-year deal that began at the start of this season and has established ESPN Plus as a must-have for diehard hockey fans. And number seven in our top ten is ESPN's May announcement of a seven-year deal with Major League Baseball that will run from 2022 to 2028. Now that comes on the heels of ESPN's 24 Sunday Night Baseball telecast in 2021 being up 18 percent from 2020. So for number six, let's give you a little international flavor, shall we? At number six in our top ten, May saw ESPN and La Liga agree to an eight-year rights agreement for the top division in Spanish soccer. For number five, Ryan, in our chronological top ten, we combine a lot of different events into one big statement. Mm. We are back with innovation, strategic planning, and incredible determination. ESPN presented 27 NCAA championships over three and a half months and helped remind everyone how important college sports are to its fans. At number four, Kelsey, tennis anyone? It's the July revelation that ESPN will continue to be the exclusive home of Wimbledon under the terms of a new 12-year agreement with the All England Lawn Tennis Club. And at number three, we enter the top three of our chronological top ten with the July news that the Manning brothers would be co-hosting an alternate telecast of several Monday night football games. When it launched in September, it became nothing short of a runaway smash hit as a compelling compliment to the main telecast. Sure was a lot of fun uh. to see who they have on and what they do <laughs> on Monday. It's the gift that keeps on giving. And number two in our countdown is October's confirmation that the WNBA's 25th season was 
monumental in many respects. Listen to this. The 2021 WNBA playoffs were the most viewed postseason since 2014, and the regular season was up 49% year over year. Now for the number one announcement in our countdown, November's ESPN Plus debut of Man in the Arena, a docuseries featuring Tom Brady and other notable figures as they deconstruct the milestones of Brady's legendary NFL career. ESPN Plus now has over 17 million subscribers and the incredible content continues to be churned out. So there it is, a top 10 like no other in sports year, like no other. And you know one thing for sure, don't you? Together, there's more to come. And a breaking news alert, a late addition to our top 10. ESPN and Comcast announced in late November they will distribute the ACC network to Xfinity customers, allowing fans and followers of the ACC to access the multi-platform network all year long. So yes, that means more ACC games, more content, and more original programming for everyone. Longtime Bristol veteran Steve Levy is a key talent on ESPN's premier properties. Earlier this year, he had a unique Seattle doubleheader. On Saturday, he called his first NHL game since 2004 and the first home game in the history of the Seattle Kraken. Two days later, he was in the Monday night football booth for the St. Seahawks. He explained how he prepared for the once-in-a-lifetime weekend. Everybody, it's your boy Steve Levy here out in Seattle, the great Northwest. It's going to be an unbelievable weekend. Hopefully it's a good weekend for you. It's an all-time weekend for me. Uh, this is how I normally dress as well. It's obviously different on TV. I like to wear flip-flops whenever possible. Go Kraken. Release the Kraken. No Kraken? All right. So we are here for the Kraken tonight. Uh, it's really exciting. As you can see, everybody's fired up about it. Come on in. Here's my home away from home in Seattle for the next uh, three days. I got two suits because we have two big events. Watch yourself on the on the court here. I do love taking over hotel rooms to set it up for an office. As you can see, it's sort of a combination here. Some from column A, some from column B. So I got some NFL stuff here. Uh, but I am now some six hours away from puck drop tonight. I am focused on cracking Canucks. Don't tell the Chargers I stole this notepad from them. So I got lots of notes over here. This is interesting. This is from a preseason game. We had the Saints in a preseason game. So I'll actually look back to see if we had any really cool stories from the Saints on the preseason game, see if I can factor them into Monday night's game. Um, but right now, hockey is number one. Terrific job. Have a nice game, you guys. See you guys. Have a good one, guys. Great. How many times do you get to walk into a building for the first time? Never. <laughs> so it's pretty amazing. This is Ben Boma. He requires a lot of size and space. Line of demarcation. <laughs> Line of demarcation right here. Listen, ceremony's going to be great. The building's going to be unbelievable. Let's just have a great game. How about like 7 6 in overtime with a whole lot of screaming? That'd be awesome. Let us be the first to welcome you to this building. Tonight's not about the hockey game. Tonight is an event 
first ever Seattle Kraken home game. Here's Larson, able to swing it across. Doug lets it fly, and he scores! And there's the answer to your trivia question. Vince Dunn gets the first ever goal at home for the Seattle Kraken. So I don't want to say one event down, one more to go. Like, that doesn't feel right, you know? Like, these were two all-time events for me. And so let's just say one of them has been completed. Uh, I'll have this forever, but I called the first ever Seattle Kraken home game, and that's really cool. And uh, we'll see what happens with the 12s on Monday night. Good morning. You're getting me in my natural state. So hockey's totally in the, uh, the rear view now. I uh, put my hockey stuff to the side. I, I don't save all my credentials, but I will save last night's credential. And now we are, we are full on uh, into the football game. It's 11 a.m. local time, and it's time for the graphics meeting. And that's all the cool stuff that pops up on the screen. Uh, information type things, animation type things, uh, everything beyond the football. We got a great crew. Come on over. John, don't be shy here. And you guys don't be shy either. Uh, Phil Dean, that's our producer, the producer of Monday Night Football. He's kind of a big deal. Uh, you see Maddie and Ryan and Brandon. Uh, Sterling is in for John Parolin this week, handling a lot of our research. But Brandon does uh, what we call lower thirds. That's the stats that, that come up on the bottom of your screen. And uh, Ryan sort of has the glamour position, all the cool cartoons that everybody loves on Monday Night Football. This is all things that add to Monday Night Football that make it a special broadcast and uh, just a handful of the special people who help us with this every single week. Uh, I will get everything done before I go to dinner tonight. I tend to eat dinner late, 8, 9 o'clock, because I'm not comfortable leaving my hotel room until everything is done. The only thing I save for Mondays, and it's trickier on the West Coast, because the day is obviously shorter before we go to the game, I save my highlighting for Monday mornings always. And that is just to refresh and reinforce everything I've done all week and make sure I highlighted them in the proper place. So uh, we are well on our way. Wish you all a great Sunday afternoon. Enjoy the NFL. Uh, we've already had our production meeting with the full team. Tidy up some last couple notes. And then I'm actually going to shower and get dressed. I will look much better tonight than I do right now. Exactly. Back with the flip-flops. Then we'll be whisked off in a massive limousine to the stadium with Greasy and Riddick. And we'll see you over at the stadium. Should be a great game tonight. All right, so we're getting closer. I look better. I actually took a shower today and everything. No more flip-flops. Thank you, John. Uh, so we're putting the final, final touches on the boards. Go ahead. Try to read anything. Like I said earlier, remember we started out the weekend with a blank board. So now it's all been filled in. Honestly, I can't find anything, and if I could, I can't read my own handwriting. I'm definitely doing this wrong. On a classic late October Seattle night, Lumen Field will be sold out for the 149th consecutive game as we welcome you to the progressive Monday night kickoff. All right, so we all agree then. It's a must win for Seattle. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go with you. You take us down the road. Lisa Salters is up next. And then it's the Seattle Seahawks and New Orleans Saints only on Monday Night Football. 
Gino takes a shot down the sideline. DK Metcalf is in the game, and he's down the sideline. 84 yards, and that's how the run sets up the passing touchdown. This was the perfect setting right for the Seattle Seahawks. Prime time at home, and now for the first time since 1992, they start 0-3 at home. First time since 2008, they've lost three straight at home. We'll talk to you next week from Kansas City. Uh, it was an all-time weekend for me. I appreciate you joining me uh, on my weekend, my hockey football doubleheader. And that's the end of this particular story. Talk to you next week from Kansas City. Levy will call more NHL games this season, and ESPN will debut what it's calling a Monday Night Football doubleheader Saturday on January 8th. On the next-to-last day of the regular season, Levy, Brian Greasy, Lewis Riddick, and Lisa Salters and then Chris Fowler, Kirk Herbstreet, and Laura Rutledge will call games with playoff implications at 4.30 and 8.15 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, ABC, and ESPN+. Then on Monday night, January 17th at 8.15 p.m. Eastern, those networks will air the final game of Super Wildcard Weekend. It also will be the season finale of Monday Night Football with Peyton and Eli Manning on ESPN2. Thanks for listening to Believe in the Media Guide. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the podcast on iTunes. And find us wherever you get podcasts, including Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V dot com. I'm on Twitter at Hotem, H-O-T-H-E-M as in Mary. Stay tuned and stay safe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.